All right, it's recording. Okay. All right. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in our, I believe this is our full, fourth podcast interview now um, for In There and Mirror Career Talk. Um, so for our guest today, um, we have uh, the social media guru, um, <laughs> Sarfras. Um, yes. So Sarfraz, how's it going? Thank, thanks for joining us. Good, good. Thank you for having me, man. Really excited to, uh, you know, join your, join your podcast. Should be good. That's great. Uh, and then we also have my other colleague on the line as well, Ender Jod Singh. Hi, Ender. How's it going? Good. I am drinking coffee in this mug from Times of India, which is an Indian newspaper. Nice, nice. <laughs> Any news that we should know about on that mug? Uh, most news is fake news, even in India. So yeah, that's something you would like to know. <laughs> Sponsored by the government. Uh, all right, thanks for the update. Uh, so let's get started. Um, so Sarfraz, if you can just tell our viewers and listeners um, about yourself and what you currently do. So yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So. Uh, my name is Surfraz. I am the CEO and founder of Digital Dash. We are a marketing agency based out in Toronto. Um, I actually just recently graduated York University in a health studies degree. Um, I used to always want to, you know, work at the hospital and, and do uh, more of the health policy, health informatics stuff. But, uh, you know, a few years into uni, I decided that, you know what, I want to kind of take it upon myself to work for myself. And I started this company, uh, Digital Dash, about two years ago in 2018. And so far, it's just been it's been good from there. And I thought I guess it's good to mention that I'm also 24 years old. Uh, and yeah, powerful that's, stuff. That's great. Um, so I guess the other question is, since you own like your own social media company, so what's your regular day like? Yeah, uh, I'm, and I'm sure it's very very busy. So if you can just <laughs> give like a high level breakdown, so yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if, if we go hour by hour, um, I'll give you my whole schedule. So basically, like I wake up at 6.30 a.m. every single day. You know, I get my morning routine, you know, shower, all of that good stuff. Uh, I'm sure no one wants to hear about that. But, um, you know, you do your basics, you have a good breakfast, and then you get to work, right? So um, because I am the founder and the only one in the company right now who's kind of managing everything, uh, I do a lot of the sales and the, you know, management, right? Um, obviously, I do have my team of developers and graphic designers on the side. So every morning, I like to touch base with them, kind of go through our stuff, see, you know, what's going on and kind of prepare the day. So after after that, like after the morning, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready to go, all of that good stuff. And then it's kind of, it's, it's a more relaxed type of day if you ask me yes sometimes you're busy with meetings and stuff like that but because you're your own boss you're kind of more relaxed and you kind of just go through the day as as it goes if stuff comes up all right you're cool you go through it and and that's it right so from from the morning till the night it's basically constantly working right as a sole owner of the business you have to always constantly be checking up on your clients checking up on um you know your employees but you also have to be scouting for new business right and which i think is probably the main part in owning a business and the hardest part right being the salesperson right 
Um, I mean, eventually, you know, I want to be able to automate the process of kind of the management side where I don't really have to focus too much on that and then kind of go through the um, sales process because I think the best person to sell your business is yourself, right? You know your business inside out um, and, you know, you just kind of go from there. But I know I didn't really touch too much on exactly what I do, but it's just work, work, work. That's pretty much all it is. It's work and meetings, work and meetings, you know, all day. No worries. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, you're you free to touch on what you what you do. So exactly what your company is about and who do you serve, what's your client base? And um, yeah, let's just start with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So like my client base consists on kind of the small and medium sized businesses. Now, I haven't been able to niche down completely yet just because I am only two years into the business and I feel like, you know, you're still in the starting phase, right? You don't really know how, um, like, how low, like, how, how much of a niche you actually have to go to, right? Now, um, I work with a lot of dentists, uh, lawyers, plastic surgeons, um, and HVAC companies. Those are kind of like, I would say my top four industries. Now I do want to kind of niche down into just top two instead of top four, right? I want to be able to niche down to dentists and um, HVAC companies. But in terms of what my business does as a whole, right? We, we provide, um, you know, website design, uh, digital marketing, which, you know, entails Facebook ads, Google ads, um, search engine optimization for companies, social media management, um, you know, graphic design services, all of pretty much we're a full service agency as well as photography and videography, right? Um, we actually just introduced, you know, virtual tours for real estate agents, you know, with Corona going around and, and stuff like that. It's something that we really need to look towards and something that's an, actually an expanding industry, right? Like it's 4D um, virtual tours and they're all guided. Right. So it's something really, really good. But um, yeah, I'm right now we kind of serve everyone uh, because, you know, every small business and medium sized business, they need a website. They need social media marketing, especially during yeah. this time. Right. This time's crazy. Right. You don't know what's going to happen next. And we've seen so many businesses closed down just because, you know, they, they weren't up to par. You know, they weren't there. They weren't in the now 2021, 2020 you know, everyone needed to get online and a lot of people just stuck with brick and mortar and, and they suffered because of that, unfortunately, right? Um, but I think with how everything's going on with the pandemic, like this is a growing industry and it's something that people are realizing that they need now, you know? Um, yep. Whether that is to, you know, generate more revenue for their business or just have a new look on their brand, you know? Because a lot of people have websites, they're just not good, right? They're not the best, right? They're not appealing to the viewer. They're not functional, you know, um, yep. and, and yeah, like that's kind of what we focus on the industries that we're trying to focus on. But um, yeah, that's what we do. OK, uh, so if I want to ask another question that would be around your start of the business. So like what led you here and how did you come to a conclusion that you wanted to start this business, but also why this business and um, and yeah, how did that transition happen from like, you know, hoping to just get a job. I think that's where you were once, right? Based on what you said earlier to starting your own business. 
Yeah. So for me, I, I've always had this entrepreneur mindset, you know, um, I have cousins who own their own business. My mom actually owns her own business. Um, it's something that I always wanted to do. It was always something that was like, you know, I don't want to work for someone. Now I've worked like seven or eight jobs in my lifetime. You know, I've worked at hospitals, I've worked retail, I've worked at, you know, for the town of Richmond Hill. And I've just worked for so many different, you know, people. And I'm like, you know what, why am I trying to build someone else's dream when I can, you know, kind of build my own, you know? And at that point, you know, I was a young hustler, okay? In like, in elementary school, I I used to sell cases, you know, right? That's kind of how I started. Um, one summer when I didn't have a job, it was actually mirrors between uh, McKenzie Health and Sick Kids. There was that one gap year where I started haircutting, right, out of my garage. You know, okay. I just I did it just for one summer. I didn't have a job. I didn't want to go work retail. I wanted to make yeah. some money. Just did that, right? Then uh, during Sick Kids, I started my photography business. You know, and from there, I actually still do that till now. It's been about three or four years now, and. It was like something that I really love to do. Obviously, eventually it became a chore and I was like, oh, I hate going out. I don't want to go out anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So I so I eventually stopped because like once your business becomes a chore, then it's like you need to get out of it because then you're just going to be dreading your whole life. That's just like for me, that's how I felt when working a nine to five. I'm like, I'm dreading it. I don't want to go. I hate my job. You know, it's not something that I see myself doing for the next uh, 50 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where I kind of decided, you know what? Digital marketing is a growing industry. I was always I always loved social media. I was always on social media, you know, um, not as like an influencer or anything, just in general. You know, I like posting pictures. I like, you know, taking photos and just stuff like that. So it's something that I already like to do. And it's actually funny how I started. I actually started this agency um by doing free uh sorry i had a i had a like a like an agreement with my barber that hey i'll do your social media advertising like your management and you give me free haircuts you know Mm. i was blessed because i I was getting free haircuts and all i had to do was post for him and then it got to a point where i was like you know what like i can make money off of this Mm. so i was like okay since i already like digital marketing now see this is just social media management this is one small little percentage of digital marketing like digital marketing is huge there's so much that gets involved with digital marketing right but this small thing i really like to do so i was like you know what i'm gonna start doing this um i reached out to like companies in my community right and i was like hey let me you know let me do your uh, social media let me post for you let me create graphics and then from there, I, I had a graphic designer on contract at the time, so I didn't have to fulfill the work, right? I would obviously, I guess, outsource it to mm-hmm. my contractor for a cheaper price and make that margin, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I started. And, and I think that's the way to start because you don't have a lot of capital to begin with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you have to figure out a way to still make your margins without spending too much. And I feel like, you know, freelancers and contractors is the best way to go. But obviously not like Fiverr or anything, you know, because I've used that so many times and I've been disappointed. But, you know, people that you know who are still willing to do it for a good price. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So when it comes to the um, the hustling phase where, I mean, you're still in a hustling phase in a way, but <laughs> when you said you opened a barbershop, quote unquote, barbershop in your garage. Yeah. Like, so how do you take your punch? What's the mindset that you have at that time? Like, what's going on in your brain and how do you make it actually sustainable enough yeah 
Yeah. So, I mean, with the barbershop, it was just a quick one year thing. But like, you know, the thing is, it all relates back to kind of social media in a way. I watch so many barber videos. I'm like, yo, I can definitely try and do this, you know. So my mentality was like, you know what? First of all, I don't care what people think. I don't care if people are going to make fun of me because of it. They're going to be like, oh, you know, your fades suck. You can't cut hair. I've heard it many times, you know, like I've had friends who never came and supported me um mm. during those phases like my close friends right um and you know what i didn't take it personally because i was mm. like you know what? like that doesn't matter i gotta mm. do what i gotta do i want to make some money and that's what i'm gonna do so you know what you have youtube you have the internet that's all you need like yeah. like i mentioned right? like i did yeah. not graduate in marketing or business yeah but yet i'm doing like i have my own business how did i learn it yeah. i learned it from first of all networking with a lot of people I was fortunate, yeah. uh, fortunate enough to meet people in the same industry and speak to them and learn from them, you know, and then um, everything else can be learned just on YouTube, right? You don't need to have a bachelor's degree to learn this. Now, I'm not saying school isn't important. It's the most important thing. You know, you always need a backup there, right, which is why I did graduate from uni. Um, if it was up to me, you know, I still would have graduated uni, you know, I wouldn't have dropped out. There's no way, you know, because um, business is up and down, right? Some months you're doing really well, some months you're doing really bad, right? And you you never know what's going to happen with the market, right? And, and what's going on. But yeah, my mindset is just like, you know what? My motivation was always working for myself. Um, yeah. Obviously, the money, the cars, you know, the luxury stuff that you see online is not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's fake. It's not actually that luxurious. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's very difficult to get to that. People don't see that. They see the finished project, uh, the product. They don't yeah. see the the struggle, right? Mm. But it is hard to get to where you know all these gurus are showing themselves yeah. at, right? Um, but if you keep that motivation and you just make sure that you're just pushing every day and you're kind of blocking out all the haters, you know, haters mm. are my motivators type of thing. Just yeah, keep yeah. going and 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 go from there. And that's how my mentality has always been. You know, like I don't I don't really care about what people think. And you know what? If it doesn't work, okay, try something else. It's yeah, always yeah. about failure is like success ladder, right? Like I yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, picture on Instagram where the guy's building a staircase with uh, bricks yeah. that say failures. You know, <laughs> that's basically what it is. Every failure is a step towards success. Mm -hmm. You know. So yeah, that's kind of my mentality around, you know, the hustle. Yeah, you just grind it out. You just keep going. You don't stop and you don't doubt yourself. I mean, you doubt yourself in the sense that, yeah, you want to improve yourself, but you learn from it. That doesn't mean you just change your goal or, you know, get rid of your dream. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, as, as a business owner, as personally, like I've gone through a lot of stuff that, you know, would demotivate people and would literally tell them like, you know what, I'm done. I can't do this. Like when people say you know how you hear entrepreneurs say oh like i've been broke mm -hmm. i have yeah. genuinely been broke like yes okay not broke to that sense that oh you know i don't have a house to stay in i don't have food fortunately you know i i live at home with my parents i'm good you know for the time being i have food i have a house you know but in terms of business mm -hmm. you know like i've been at that point where there's zero in the account yeah. right and that's tough because like it's some Something that you're working so hard and it's not like it was just the first month it was almost a year and a half into the business and there was zero in the account because of on like you know events that happened and that occurred 
right? Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people there would just quit and they'd be like, you know what? No, I don't want to do this. I can't do it. But you know, the people who say, no, nah, you know what? This is a this is a failure. This is a learning lesson. Let's yep. take this and let's just hustle harder. And you know, that's what I did. And then, you know, everything kind of just goes up from there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's yeah, it definitely is. Um, so so sort of the other question I had for you is I, I know that you mentioned that you worked in various I guess positions from retail to healthcare, and I'm sure you picked up a lot of skills with those positions that helped you prepare to become a business owner. Yeah. Um, so can you elaborate more on I guess what key skills? Did those positions helped you gain, um, and 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 also I guess if you can give some examples on where you use those skills to become a business owner. Yeah, for sure. I think um you know all of the all of the jobs that I've worked kind of interrelate with like a, a few skills that really helped me. Um, you know, I think organization was one. Um, obviously, when you're working a job, you have to organize school with your job. Uh, timings, you know, assignments, exams, all of that. And I think it gave me a really good idea of how to organize my life. You know, I feel like I'm now OCD, like I need everything organized now, you know, like my desk needs to be put a certain way. My monitors need to be faced a certain way. You know, I just got to be organized in any any possible sense. You know, I have like a few notebooks that I write all my notes in and, and stuff like that. And I think organization is one skill that really um, I learned from all of my jobs. Um, you know, just because obviously when I was working all these jobs, I was also in school and I was also balancing, you know, photography, like in sick kids, for example, right. I was balancing, I think, I think it was in the summer. So I think I just had finished school, but I was balancing, you know, photography, um, and sick kids, you know, and some were 12 hour shifts, you know, like it's, it's tough to kind of balance everything. You know, you have uh, commitments over the weekend, but you're so tired. You don't even want to go out, but you have to, right. I think that that was one of the main skills. I also think communication, you know, um, back in high school, I was not confident at all. I don't think I would be able to even speak to you guys like I am right now, to be very honest. I get very nervous. Public speaking, number one, uh, introducing myself is probably like, I don't know why it's the hardest part. Even till now, I still kind of struggle with it, you know, yeah. um, but I feel like, you know, working at TD because I worked at TD as a as a customer sales representative, like, you know, the teller right and um even in the hospitals again like you're speaking with doctors you're speaking with professionals you remember i had to actually teach uh m modal the the voice thing with uh in front of all of the students you know holy smokes bro i was i was literally scared out of my life that day you know like i was shaking but i got it done right and and (laughs) You know, I feel like now as as a business owner, that prepared me because now I'm always talking to random people. I'm mm-hmm. literally reaching out to random people that I've never spoken out before, pitching my services to them. You know, I'm sending voice notes on LinkedIn. I'm doing videos in front of a camera. That's like very tough to do because, you know, it's it's weird. You know, you're not comfortable speaking in front of a camera like that. Yeah. Right. So I think um, public speaking and, and, you know, communication skills like the jobs that I've had had really helped me kind of grow uh, in that in that skill, you know, and I think I'm, I'm still growing. I don't think I'm a perfectionist when it comes to speaking publicly. Like I if you told me that I'm going to go speak in front of 250 people in person, there's no way I would do it. I would actually say no. 
you know, because mm-hmm. I, I still don't feel like I'm there yet. And I also, I, I guess it's a little bit of imposter syndrome. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's like, I don't believe that people want to hear what I have to say, you know? So even, even, even like, I don't feel that I've accomplished something that's so crazy that, you know, I feel like any general person can accomplish what I've accomplished, you know? And maybe sometimes that's not the case, but to me, obviously, just the way I look at it, I, I feel that way, you know, maybe to other people, it's like, no, this guy's actually accomplished a lot type of thing, you know, and, and, and yeah, like it's a, it's a little bit of everything, you know, but I think those two skills from my past jobs have really helped me as a business owner grow um, because you need communication skills, uh, <clears throat> sales, you got to yeah. be able to talk on the phone, talk in person, close meetings, everything, right? Um, An organization in a business, you need to have that, right? You, you're you're in charge of your finances. You're in charge of what's going on in your business, what tasks need to be done, what's being delayed, who, like, you know, who's doing what, you know, you have to make sure that everything is on point because if you can't do that, then you face delays, you, you, you face clients getting pissed off at you, leaving you, mm-hmm. um, asking for refunds, you know, so people don't understand the amount of work that really goes into it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I wake up at 6 a.m. every day because <laughs> I have to obviously make sure that everything is done. Right. Yeah. I, I'm prepared for the day, you know, then, yeah, sure. In the middle of the day, you're kind of just chilled. Um, but that's the life, right? Like it's it's good. You can be chilled. Um, mm-hmm. You shouldn't be too chilled because that means maybe you're not bringing in enough business into your uh, for sure business but yeah that's no that's that's definitely great uh the other question i had for you sarf um is i guess for people who are interested in pursuing uh social media or digital marketing like for example high school students or undergrad students um what advice would you have for them to learn uh about this industry and and how they can get started in it i i think the best way to get started uh, in, in terms of learning um if you let's say you're an undergrad student you're not in that field of marketing and business you're doing health just like i was yeah. um it just goes to show you that you can learn everything online um number one you don't need to have that degree in the specific field yes finish your degree I can't stress that enough, you know, you need to, especially if you're trying to do something, but even as a side hustle, you can learn everything on YouTube. You know, there are so many people who actually just outsource most of the work. Like, you know, um, I work with a lot of agencies who outsource work to me, right? Um, they they don't do the work in-house. So, so is it that, just a video creation that, sorry, I jumped, yeah. I jumped gun, but it's just a video creation that also is a way of getting clients for you? I, yes, it does. You know, I actually got one of uh, a, a, a pretty decent contract and a client uh, off of one of the videos I did on LinkedIn. Um, just speaking, like he saw it, he messaged me. He's like, yo, I need my website redone. I want to do social media. Like, let's meet. Great. Perfect. Let's do it. You know, um, again, sorry, Mir, to answer your your question, yeah. right? Like for, for, for people who are just starting out, right? you don't need a lot of experience. You need the right team. I I feel like this isn't stressed enough, right? You can be an individual and still have a quote unquote team, right? Your team of contractors, right? You don't need to have everyone in house. You don't need to fulfill the work yourself. If you can sell the service, you can team up with another agency 
who can give you like a reseller's price and you can go and upcharge based off of that, you know? And I do that with a lot of people, you know, like, hey, you know what? You're just starting out. You can't fulfill the work, but you want to get started. You want some income, right? And this is kind of the way that I started out as well. When in the beginning, I used to just outsource, like, you know, my graphic designer was charging me, let's say 50 bucks a profile. Well, I was charging $400 a profile. I made $350 a month and I didn't have to do any of the work. And I was just, you know, outsourcing. I think, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you know, I I, I think also you kind of use your smartness here, which a lot of people (laughs) don't use um, or don't have in terms of you were, you were, you were actually clever with it, right? I mean, yeah, when you're starting off, like you need to make sure that you're not taking a lot of costs. You know, a lot of people that I know are starting off, they're buying offices. You don't need an office. I'm at home. I'm doing everything. You don't need an office. You know, I got an office when I was, when we were three people, you know, I had two partners before. Unfortunately, it didn't work out um, with the partners, but you know, we're all on good terms, but you know, we got rid of the office. We didn't need it. There was no point. Like I, at least I didn't need it. Right. When I started doing this all alone, like I didn't need it. Right. Um, and I think a lot of people who, who are starting off, it's very easy to start off in this niche because it's all about working together. Like that's what I try to to press. Unfortunately, a lot of agencies don't realize that, but they could be making more money if they just work together because, you know, the agencies that I am working with, they're making crazy margins and their costs are probably like less than double, you know, like 50% slashed, you know, like you're getting a project done for, let's say, a thousand but if you had someone in-house that project's probably costing you i mean two or three thousand dollars you know but now you're giving it to someone else who has the same skills as someone in-house and you're actually now making you know i don't know double or triple and it's all profit to you yeah right that's another thing because it's not about revenue it's about profit yeah you know and a lot of people they like, I don't know, I don't know if you've seen a lot of social media gurus and stuff like that, but they kind of tell you their revenue, you know, more than if, if you're not like, usually 90% of that is revenue, 10% is profit. So don't yeah. be fooled about the revenue, you know, and people who are actually wanting to go into this industry, like, don't, don't be like, you know, oh yeah, in the next year, I'm going to be a millionaire. I thought that I went through that. I, I literally like, no joke. I went to this i was like yo i'm gonna be a millionaire in the next year i'll be able to do it no i'm nowhere close um you know uh, that is the goal but it is a lot of work it is not easy you have to have real motivation and you have to be ready to hustle like crazy and you will get hate and it will be hard but it will be worth it like in the end but it's tough it's not as like glamorous as everyone else kind of and that's with any business not even just social media that's any business you get into you know um obviously like social media it's been known as the the easiest way to make money and drop shipping is the easiest way to make money now you know i know people who are doing drop shipping and are actually killing it like they're genuinely making money but most of the people it's all like you know fake revenue numbers right like if I showed anyone revenue, they'd be like, oh, wow, you're you're a millionaire. Yeah. How much of that is profit? That's what you have to understand when you're starting a business. What's your profit margins? Yeah. Right. I try to always keep like a 50, 60 percent profit margin for my stuff, you know, 
And that's really good because most businesses keep a five, 10% profit margin and they're still, yeah. you know, yeah. if you can keep a 50, 60 or I know some agency owners who keep a 90% profit margin. And I'm like, holy 90 uh, somewhere that I want to be at, you know, but again, it's, it's a roller coaster. You kind of go through it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, when it comes to you being in university and like you said, like, you know, you just have been a hustler, but what if someone like a lot of people, like, for example, me too, sometimes I feel I'm like stuck in this mindset, like when to take the jump and how to take the jump and what are the logistics and what I choose, what I pick to kind of like, you know, be the business that I would want to pursue. So like, what would you say to a person like that? What's your take on it? Someone who has already had experience taking those jumps and those little bit of those risks and then putting in the hours, what would you say? I would say, make sure you're just planning it out before you actually go into it. Right. Um, I don't know if I understand your question completely, but maybe this might be the answer. If it's not just kind of, you know, stop me and rephrase me. But, um, like, what, what I think every person who actually wants to take this risk and wants to do something should first plan it out and not just jump into it, right? I think um, the admin and the boring work should be done first, then the marketing work, right? That's still kind of the boring admin. That's why we have agencies like myself who do it for people because people don't have time. Um, but um, if you're planning everything out, your logistics, your onboarding process, um, and then you're going out getting the project, it makes everything way easier and way more fluid than going out getting the client, then figuring out all the logistics, mm-hmm. right? It's first better to figure out, okay, this is my onboarding process. These are the contracts that they're gonna sign depending on which service they choose. This is uh, what I'm gonna do next once they get onboarded. This is how they're gonna pay. This is the email template that I'm gonna send them. So we have onboarding email templates, right? We have contracts that are are sent as soon as they sign up. The invoice is automatically sent out. You know, um, once they pay, work gets started, all of that stuff. Then once you get that project in, that's when you kind of can go about, okay, how am I going to manage this with my team? Do I have the resources? So obviously, again, you should always have the resources before you get a project in, um, just so you know exactly what you're selling, right? Um, but I think if, if you have that backend stuff done and you have that drive and hustle, go and do whatever it is you need to do, you know, shoot for the moon, you know, like you can sell it like crazy. And as, and as long as you're organized on your end, I feel is, is probably like the best kind of scenario, you know? So in your case, did you, um, you probably follow the same advice, but did you actually like, you know, just utilize YouTube or just, you know, internet in general and like created like a structure for your organization and like the documentation and like you said invoices and you know how the process will go through or what packages you'll be giving out so you you structured all of that before you even started is that what it was so i'm i'm a little bit of a hypocrite here so when i started uh two years ago um i did not have any structure i knew what i wanted to pitch Mm -hmm. um i did have packages i did have pricing i had no contracts uh, I had the probably the worst way of sending invoices. Um, you know, I would just create something on Canva and then just PDF it and send it. You know, um, now obviously I use QuickBooks, um, yeah. which is a more professional software um, yeah. that will auto send um, every month. But I did not actually um, really do a lot of structuring, which I mm-hmm. think was kind of why it took so long 
to get to where I am, you know, um, I feel like it would have definitely been a lot better if I sat down, structured the whole company, um, you know, knew everything and then went ahead and started pitching. Now, again, in the beginning, we just started pitching, you know, excuse me, like um, our smaller services. There wasn't any website designing when we started. It was just social media management. You know, but obviously that faced their own struggles because the clients would come to us and be like, oh, why aren't we gaining followers? Where's our ROI? All of that. We had no idea what that was. We were like, um, what are you expecting to see? Oh, increase in followers. Oh, I don't know how to do that. I'm just posting for you. Because that's what we kind of entailed, that we would just be posting for them. It wasn't anything yeah. about growing their Instagram portfolios and, you know, giving them a return on investment. Like from mm -hmm. posting this, you got this many clients. You know, and nowadays, I, like I try not to even offer that specific service only for people who want to just get their brand uh, a, a kind of a look on social media, then I'll pitch that service because I don't feel like I like to give my services that have an ROI. You know, right. if you're doing Google ads or Facebook ads, you're going to see revenue coming into your business. Uh, SEO, same thing. Website design, obviously, it all plays a role right in in it but with social media management just posting for them uh like i don't promise followers or anything because i like right now with instagram's algorithm and the way instagram is it's very difficult to actually grow instagram pages unless you're 24 hours on on the clock you know on the instagram commenting and engaging and i'm like no we're not it's not even worth our time to yep. do that like i can't dedicate a resource doing that you know so i'm just like you know what no we don't offer this service if you just want specific brand awareness and you're not expecting a return on your investment then we can do it for you you know then we'll create graphics we'll do the research on your company um and we'll we'll actually build your brand on social media so that when you talk about your brand and they go search you up on social media they see a they see something you know it's not just nothing there no posts you know mm -hmm. something nice to see yeah yep. okay yeah okay. yeah so I guess it's I guess what you're from what I got from that is a lot of companies shouldn't focus on the followers that they get, but they should focus on the actual brand or the design. The itself. content. It's the, the content itself. That they right? give. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's not about how many followers you have. Go buy fake followers if you want followers. It doesn't matter. No one's gonna come and call you out on it. Right? Go ahead, do that. But Make sure the content that you're posting is relevant and it's something that people want to see and people can engage in, you know? Um, yeah, like it, it, it honestly now like followers don't matter. Like when clients sometimes come to me and be like, yo, I want, why are my followers increased? I'm like, why do you care about your followers? <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't matter anymore. You know, yeah, they, yeah. Instagram has taken out likes already, right? A while ago, right? Before it used to be like, why aren't my posts getting any likes? Yeah. Right, now that's gone. No one can see the likes, only you can. So why? what does it matter if you're not getting likes? No one's going to know unless they're manually scrolling through your Instagram post, counting each one, right? Dopamine hits. Exactly. Yeah. You know, no one's going to do that. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, chill with the followers um, and chill with the likes. You, you know, you want just, revenue. exactly. You want revenue. So if you want revenue, don't go for this, go for this. But see, then it, it gets into clients' budgets and stuff like that. And that's a whole nother mess you know yeah uh, that's good um so the other question i had for you sarf and i'm sure i guess you have encountered this a lot but i guess if you can expand on one 
is as a business owner, and I'm sure a lot of business owners face this. Um, so in regards to what what was your biggest failure in your career journey and, and what did you learn from it? Yeah, so I don't think I've had a specific failure. I think I've had many losses, as in a lot of downs that could be considered mini failures, right? Not something that completely hurt my business, but still yeah. something that affected it, right? Um, you know, I think one of them was what we touched on in terms of the, um, you know, um, man, I can't recall. What did we, uh, what, what were we, what were we just speaking about, about the, okay, you know what, if it comes back to me, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out. But another, okay, another, okay, that's, I remember. So it was um, not having a structure, I think was yeah. one of the biggest, um, I guess, L's that I took. Right. Um, I didn't have a structure in the business and I think that stopped me from growing and it actually made me lose a lot of the beginning clients. Like I think I've lost every single one of my clients that I started off two years ago. Like I had five or six and they're all gone now, you know, and see the problem is, is because at that time we were just starting out. It's very hard to go back to them and be like, hey, we're much better now because they've already experienced such a bad side to you, you know. And, and yeah. you know, you, you don't really know how to kind of go back and, you know, get that client back, get that contract back. It's very difficult to do, yeah. right? So it, I, I would say that's uh, one of the L's that, I, that I've taken. I think the other one, and okay, it's, it's a learning experience and Mir, Mir and I have talked about it um, before. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to bring it up in, in a bad way, but right. um I don't think I needed to get into a partnership um, at that time. Um, unfortunately, the partnership did end and it ended badly. <laughs> you know, I don't, you know, and, and it sucks because I don't talk to the person anymore, um, you know, but um, shit happens at the end of the day, right? <laughs> you can't really yeah. do much about it, but um it was it was unfortunate, but I think that was one of the L's that I took as well. Because looking back at it, um, I definitely learned a lot, right? With the whole partnership, you know, I was in a partnership for almost a year and a half, right? I just That's recently, a long time. It's a long yeah. time, right? Um, and I and I did feel like a lot of people would tell tell me, you know, it's not a time waste; it's a learning experience. I felt mm. it's a little bit of both. I felt like I was being held down and I wasn't at my potential that I could have been just because of the beef that was going on internally, right? Um, but then after everything kind of ended, I went through that dark period that I said where I was broke, but mm -hmm. then it taught me to, you know, shape myself up and, you know, go crazy. And that's what I did. I, I went off after that. And now, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to say that I'm a lot higher than I was in the past two years. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm at a point where it's a lot better than it was the past two years. Right. Um, so I think for even any business owner, like if you can avoid getting into a partnership, I would definitely say avoid it. I don't think it's necessary unless you're lacking a huge skill. Um, and, and then, yeah, sure. Maybe look at it. Or if you are getting into a partnership, because I know a lot of partnerships at work, um, you know, I just think that, you know, you the both partners need to be able to understand each other and have the same goal if one doesn't have the same goal it's not going to work and you know that's i think kind of what happened in my case you know 
um i had a different goal he had a different goal and it just kind of went haywire from there <laughs> yeah true but i, I think, think those the... two yeah i think those two were were my yeah. top two i guess biggest failures i would say or you know lessons that i've learned from yeah um i have another question yeah. that's uh that that is do you have a youtube video or a linkedin video that actually highlights the structure and like the you know how you maintained or created a structure for yourself and for your own business do you have something like that as a resource that other people can refer to so i actually don't what what i do right now is i just do a lot of marketing tips for small businesses like videos on that like you know how to kind of you know develop your brand and all of that and you know i'm actually coming out with an ebook soon um okay. i may print out a few hard copies but i'm looking to publish that soon um and it's it has all the marketing tips for small businesses and stuff that they can kind of read and it's an interactive book it's got quizzes it's got notes that you can write on and everything right from what you're learning in the book itself um honestly honestly speaking i do want to start my own podcast at one point and actually speak right. about these things that we're talking about you know the structure and how it was starting it and answer you know people's questions and stuff like that you know like yeah. that's something that i would really love to do and you know get other professionals on here and you know kind of just make it kind of a business but also a chill zone where you can talk about anything not just business not just entrepreneurship but just your daily struggles you know um mm -hmm. i feel like with me there's no outlet for me to actually tell people about my struggle and i feel like that's very hard um for me not to do because it's like i want to see everyone succeed and if they knew my struggles they would avoid making the same mistakes that i did you know and i feel like the only way to actually put that is when i'm having a conversation like i feel like our three of us having a conversation i've let out more than i could ever let out in an individual video me sitting in front of the camera you know i wouldn't really know how to start i'm not being asked any questions you know but in this case it's so much easier so i feel like you know maybe in the future start a podcast and and talk about all of the all of these stuff you know all of these topics yeah the reason i uh, mentioned that is because i thought it could be useful for people who would be or would be wanting to start something new yeah, uh, especially in regards to starting a business because that structure could be something that a lot of people i think like you pointed out miss and when you miss that that's when you're on like a wobbly base and you're trying to just figure things out from with a you know uneven uh, base and then exactly. sometimes it doesn't you can't even start exactly and and the thing is like i always post on my social media like ask me questions ask me questions these are the questions that i want you know i want to, <laughs> to help people if they ask me the questions i can make the videos on it you know right. what i mean and and i'm always open to helping people who are just getting in you know um like i'm not going to charge anyone for advice you know i'll i'll sit down with you and i'll talk to you and i'll i'll be like all right what's your goal what are you trying to do how are you trying to achieve it how much work are you willing to put in you know and okay this is the structure this is what you need this is how you incorporate this is how you know people also forget that admin side the incorporation the legal aspect of a business it's not easy yeah. and it's a big investment it's almost like $2000 in the beginning right to incorporate and everything right so that that's that's the thing a lot of people need to also understand right awesome yeah that's pretty good um the 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 <laughs> other question i had for you surf is um I guess when you're I mean since you started with the with a brand new business, right? Yeah. You got to have some cash flow. 
right? And some people don't really understand that. Some people just think, you know, yeah, I'll just start a business, but not really have some sort of cash flow in the back. So I guess what advice would you have to our listeners and viewers when you're starting your business? Like, do you, did you just pick up any random jobs? Like, I know you, you, you were working on the side, but I guess what advice would you have for some people who are starting a business? Do you recommend to have like a side income as well while you're doing it or just take out loans or, you know, or borrow some money from parents? So yeah, if you can elaborate more on that, that would be great. Yeah. Um, I would avoid taking out loans, especially in the beginning. Uh, loans are a tricky scenario to get into. Um, like I, I personally haven't taken a loan out to this day and I don't plan on doing it just because it's like, um, you're putting a big liability on you. Right. Um, and if, if you can't pay that back, you're putting yourself in a bad position for the future. Um, but, uh, in terms of cash flow, so for me, my situation, again, it was a little different. Like in the beginning, I started off with a partner and, it was actually also a silent investor as well um so i did get an initial investment and you know we bought macbooks and ipads and stuff like that stupid idea to be very honest we just splurred see very rookie mistake you know 10k we blew it all on apple oh wow i'm like and 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 looking back and i'm like yo we could have done so like we could have done better things with that money especially in the beginning could have actually started paying ourselves 500 bucks each like just to start off with and then saving the rest for marketing our business yeah you know like getting our website created all right we have 10k it's okay we'll, we'll spend maybe like 500 bucks here you go you know but <laughs> we put ourselves in the hole from the start you know um but then the, the thing is is me and my my old partner we also invested i think 5k each of our personal funds too to get that off yeah. ground you know right. Um, in my industry specifically, you can now do it with zero capital. Yeah. If you have a laptop, you can do it with zero capital because I, like I mentioned before, outsource your work. You're not paying anyone unless you get paid. Yeah. Right. At the end of the yeah. day, so just go out, start selling. Oh, you have a website inquiry. Okay. Um, I'll get back to you with a quote. You ask your contractor, he's like 500 bucks. Okay. Sell it for 2,500. You make 2k. Now you got profit. Now, what are you going to do with that profit is the next thing you reinvest and you keep going and you keep going, you keep going. Right. Um, So I but I think as a general thing, business owners in general, I I do think, um, you know, putting in some of your personal funds in the beginning is the best way to go, Um, because you again, you do have to pay for the legalities and you have to make sure like, is this a long term investment? Like, am I going to be doing this business for the long run or is it just, you know, just for fun? You know, if it's just for fun, then don't put too much into it. But if you really believe in your business, put the amount that you need to to get off, you know, like get off your feet and then start from there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think um, in terms of working a job like, yeah, if you have a full time job and you're doing your side hustle, keep that job. Never quit your job. Um, I think only quit your job when you're really finance, like you're making the same amount as your business or if not a little bit more. you know, with me, I quit my, uh, so I never worked a full-time job because I was still in school when I started my business. Um, so when I was at TD, it was a part-time, you know, CSR. Um, so it was just part-time hours, part-time money coming in right now. I had savings from the hospital and all of that. And, you know, they paid yeah. well, um, right. But, um, when I got to this, um, 
TD job, I was just working, you know, your normal, I think it was like 16 bucks an hour. I think it was a little bit above minimum wage. Yeah. Right. But I wasn't working too much. Like I hated going to work, you know, and my boss knew that I was going to quit eventually. Like she knew about my business and she didn't like the fact that I, I was going to leave. But no she could like say no like exactly, exactly, exactly. And, you know, it's funny because I was the top seller in the branch, too. You know? <laughs> I was oh, outside everyone. In one month, I, I literally beat three quarters. Like, I beat the whole year's target. In well, one there's, another, there's another course you can create now. There's a <laughs> course right there, bro. Exactly. <laughs> it was probably the face. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> you know, um, but it was good, you know, like, and, and, um, but see, I quit my job a year into that. And I feel like that was a kind of a mistake on my end because when I quit, um, we, we merged with another company. Now, when we merged with another company, we thought it was like a grand slam for us, but really it unfortunately caused more problems and we had already quit our jobs. So we were like, struggling for that whole year so the first year it was me and my partner we did everything alone the second year of my business sorry not the second full year but maybe like seven months of my business we were with another we merged with another agency yeah and then over there it was a little bit more problems then we finally split off again back to our old agency and then um you know from there um, obviously my partnership didn't work with, um, you know, yeah. my buddy and, um, it, and then I started it all in October. Actually, I, I did everything starting by myself, same company, but just by myself now, you know? Um, and from there, that's when everything kind of started going, it, it was really down and then it went up, but yeah, man, it, it's been, it was crazy, you know? And, and yeah, struggle. That's. Yeah, but I, I I think quitting quitting the job was not a smart thing. I think people should definitely keep their job if they need to until they're making secured amount of money. And obviously in a business, you're not always going to have secured amount. But as long as you you know that, hey, even if a client leaves, you're still making more than you used to, you're ready to kind of branch off and do it on your own, right? Yep. Yeah. Awesome. I well, I think um, uh, we've had a yeah. Decent length of podcast around, so maybe we, <laughs> no, we can go on and on. But again, I know, man, I, I'm ready to just keep going, <laughs> man. Keep talking, it's good. Well, we'll have another one with you. We'll do That's a LinkedIn cool. live session with you when we're up down. There. 100%. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, so, thank you, Sarf, for joining our podcast and no expanding more on your business. Um, so, for our listeners and viewers, if you guys are interested in connecting with uh, Sarfraz, we will post his LinkedIn in the description box. So, uh, feel free to give him a shout and if you guys have any requests from our end you guys can message us as well so all right thanks everyone